0: A film Obsessed Couple, and I am Shelly. And I'm Scott. Welcome to today's episode. We are going to be talking, well, first let me back up. This is August, mm-hmm. so we're just starting out August, and we're going to go back to our theme month stuff because we kind of went rogue. Yeah. But this month is going to be childhood favorites.
1: Yes. Yeah. Our,
0: our childhood favorites, not yours. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Well, if somebody wrote in, maybe we would. But
0: I know, right? So I mean, we totally would. If you have a favorite, write in. We would love it.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So we're starting off with my favorite, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: And every time when I hear that, I just can't help but hear the music in my head. From the show? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant
1: Ninja Turtles.
0: Turtles in a half shell. Turtle power. Turtle power.
1: That I, I read not too long ago was actually written by the guy who is the creator of Two and a Half Men. Oh, wow. Yeah, crazy shit.
0: He must be rich, because that's...
1: He's probably... I mean, I can't remember everything he's involved in, but Two and a Half Men was huge, and...
0: Yeah, right?
1: And he's done other shows. Big Bang Theory? Oh, okay. Yeah, he is a millionaire. I bet. Possible billionaire.
0: I mean, good for him, because that's... You gotta be clever. It takes me forever to write something. Yeah. If I, Especially if it's just off the top of my head. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Well, you know... It's not like it's Shakespeare. He's writing <laughs> Big Bang Theory. <laughs> you just have four friends being like, oh, we're nerds. Bazinga. <laughs> and he's like, that's a perfect script.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: He just types into a computer nerdy science stuff, and it's like Schrodinger's cat. And they're like, did you know what Schrodinger's cat is?
0: Oh, my goodness. I am I guess I'm doing something wrong.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Well, you, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's that?
1: That is all of that, but we sure are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: so I just wanted to say to all the people listening out there, bazinga. Bazinga.
0: And... No. Gotcha. So one thing I do want to say is normally, you know, sometimes I put it at the beginning or the end, but we are on social media. I have now just started focusing on Twitter because, I mean, we technically are everywhere. But unfortunately, it kind of spreads me a little thin whenever I'm trying to post things on what five different platforms so i've just been kind of focusing on twitter here Mm -hmm. lately and boy there's a great group of podcasters on twitter yeah i have came across some wonderful people and they're just very uplifting and it's really what you need as a podcaster especially when you're starting out because it's like crickets out there sometimes yes so it's just really nice to have To find a a little community of other podcasters. But if you're not a podcaster, we would love for you to join our social media on Twitter, Mm -hmm. which um, if you click on the show notes, I'll have a link there. All you have to do is click on that link and then click follow. That's it. And if you don't have Twitter, you should probably get one. Like just download the app.
1: Yes. Get one to follow us, but don't. Pay attention to it because I think there's a lot of negativity on there. But definitely get one and just follow us. Don't pay attention to anything else.
0: It depends on who you follow on the shit that you get. Yeah. And you can block. I mean, you got to take care of your mental health too block
1: people we try to
0: only do positive shit
1: yeah and we're not political we don't get political on there but i i see a lot of political stuff that just makes me mad so
0: i know and the
1: people on there can be so angry but we're trying to keep it positive so yes if you don't have a twitter get one but be careful who you follow yeah (laughs) definitely follow us
0: there is one podcast uh, which will remain unnamed because i honestly don't even remember what their name is um i had to unfollow them which was like a month or so ago yeah um well, it was act- actually after Roe v. Wade.
1: Oh, really? Were they happy about that? They were. Oh, uh, Jesus.
0: And I'm like, I can't. Because, I mean, one, it shouldn't be on, I don't know, I try not to be too voiceful of my opinions. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of a little bit, but not like completely. And they were just going on, and I'm like, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't even look at it, because at the time, I was just so sick to my stomach, so. yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like <laughs> well, you were. <laughs> yeah, you
1: were sick at the time. But um, yeah, Twitter, and, and not to go off on a rant, but Twitter is definitely a place where you can have someone post something that'll be like, I think rape is wrong. And then you'll have a bunch of people being like, well, you know, really, I think, you know, in certain situations. It just seems like there's always somebody for the most terrible thing that can happen.
0: Yeah. Oh, if she was wearing a short skirt. Yeah. You know, that, anyway, so. let's not talk about nope, that. Nope, nope, nope. We could go on a huge squirrel moment and that. Aspect, so we'll just stop it right now because we're here to talk about a movie
1: yeah i've seen this movie a ton i used to watch it a lot when i was a kid um i had the vhs of it which for younger people if you're listening is a big black thing you put in a vcr Mm -hmm. (laughs) big black thing you put in a vcr Mm. and i mean it it has to be big right hey yeah (laughs) Uh, before we watched the movie i had to pull up that the uh, commercial on youtube because i always remembered there was a pizza hut commercial and mm-hmm. I we watched it because I was like, well, if we're watching it again, I've got to see the commercial I would watch a million times before the movie started. But it's the commercial with the little boy playing baseball. And there's a song playing while he does it. But he lifts his glove up as a ball is coming towards him in the field and he catches it. Yeah. And it shows him like celebrating at Pizza Hut. Apparently Pizza Hut had a lot of advertising in this. Um, well, commercials and stuff for the movie. Mm-hmm. But weirdly enough, in the movie is Domino's
0: yeah pizza hut
1: is not in this movie but they had a lot of ads for the movie
0: right yeah i um i heard that there were two different pizza distributors i just didn't read on to who it yeah. was because i got into other stuff
1: but it just hit me this morning because i was thinking about it i'm like oh yeah that pizza hut commercial i just remember it fondly because i used to watch it all the time and in my brain it's just associated with the movie but i was like wait a minute in the movie they eat Domino's.
0: Yeah, so, so as a kid, when you watched this movie, what did you get? Were you just all, like, excited because the turtles were yes. badasses?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I used to jump around and pretend to you know karate and you stuff. Do the do little
0: sidekicks? <laughs> <It's>
1: like- <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably so. I know um, I had, like, a stick. My parents put had a stick that they would put in the back door to keep it closed at night.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And I would take that stick and kind of, like, play around with it like and, the
0: sliding glass doors yeah right? yeah that's the old-fashioned
1: old-fashioned way you yes <laughs> they got they upgraded to better doors but yes i think my grandparents even did it as well but back in the day and i'm sure people still do this but mm-hmm. they would have like a little long piece of wood that you would stick in between the door once you closed it yeah so like if somebody was trying to break into it the stick would prevent it from opening <laughs> So during the day when we're not worried about that stuff I would and it was kind of like leaned up against the door I would take it and be like da 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 like Donatello wow and play around in the in the yard and stuff and my collection of teenage mutant ninja turtles toys was insane
0: Oh I bet your parents just yeah. they spoiled you rotten
1: They did they did they bought me everything and anything under the sun and You know, I'm very thankful for that. But as I look back on it now, I'm kind of like, I wish maybe they didn't give me everything. Yeah. I feel like that kind of hindered me in a way. Like now that I'm an adult, I can look back and see that there's probably negative aspects about that.
0: I know. But at the time, I mean, oh my gosh, I can just tell that your daddy's just like wants to make you happy. Yeah. And he would just go over the moon, you know, just to do whatever yeah made you happy so
1: and my mom has said that in the past too where they were like oh we'd go into a store and you'd start playing with a toy and when it was time to go you'd just start crying and we felt so bad we'd buy it for you yeah
0: (laughs) oh man I had a friend a long time ago and her son would be like that and she honestly could not afford yeah to buy a bunch of stuff but she did and it was just it was kind of catastrophic on their marriage because really money problems and then the kid you know throwing it tantrum in the store yeah and she's like fine you can have that hot wheel you know or whatever so yeah it's it's tough with kids that's why i'm just like you know i'm just gonna stay away from that
1: yeah i kind of wish going back that they would have limited it maybe that would have taught me a value of what i had you know but one of my dad's favorite stories to tell is at christmas time when power rangers like for the first year they were huge like when they just came out Like the toys were like the hottest things you could find. And he went to Toys R Us and found a bunch of them and he just started putting stuff in his cart. (laughs) And uh, I think there was somebody there that was like, oh, well, you can do one of each or something like that. Because they did have a sign that was like one item per person or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a lady or a guy in the back with him was like, oh, you could do one of each is what that means. And he's like, Oh, okay, cool. And he said that there was an old uh, two older ladies standing there just looking at it, being like, Power Rangers, what is this? <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, it's a new hot thing. This year kids are wanting it and they're like, Oh so they started getting some. But as he got to the counter, they were like, Oh, wait a minute, you know, it's one item per person. Oh, and no. my dad was like, Well, that guy back there told me it was one of each and the lady like looked for a second and was like you know what, I'm only temporary here, let's go ahead. And so he just bought it, and then he said he freaked out when they started ringing it up. Oh, yeah. Because those are not cheap, like the figures and the, the, uh, Jesus, whatever they call the things, the, the robots. I can't believe, oh, I can't remember I them no now. I no idea. I want to say Zoids, but that's a different show, I believe. But the the Transformers things, they transformed <laughs> into a big robot. Okay. Um. So, yes, my dad did love me, and my mom did too, of course, but Ooh, they... Yeah. I just, I had so many Turtles toys. And I think there's even a picture of me back there wearing pajamas that was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle.
0: I mean, hopefully you didn't have the comics at this time.
1: I don't, I know I did have them at one point, but no, I know where you're going with this. Mm-hmm.
0: Because evidently they were not for kids.
1: They were more adult, yeah. Like, I think in the first comic or first few comics, they find Shredder and they kill him. And that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, bloody. Yeah. And I guess... Because the way that it was described, because I've, I came across um, yardbarker.com. They just did a blog yesterday. Oh, really? About Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this movie that mm-hmm. we're about to do. And I'm like, this is perfect. Thank yeah. you for doing all the work for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was reading, and they were like, yeah, it's basically a black and white. Uh, comic book and the Mm. only thing you see in color is blood
1: oh really (laughs) so
0: i'm like holy shit do you have any now i'm like looking over at all your comic books none of them
1: now no no i remember we went to oceans of fun or worlds of fun well we went to both but i don't remember which one i got it but my parents did buy me a teenage mutant ninja turtles like single issue comic book while we were there Mm. so i remember reading it it was weird it was had something to do with, like, space or something. He was kind of out there, but I wonder if I could look that up now because I remember Donatello, the guy who wears the purple bandana, Mm -hmm. he was, like, all white for some reason. He was, like, wearing all white, like, gear and stuff. He was, like, I don't remember, but I just remember reading it being like, whoa, this is strange.
0: Feeling very holy that day.
1: I guess. (laughs) Um, This has nothing to do with this, but talking comic books. One time when I was a kid, (laughs) we were at the store, and what I would normally do, we would go to – Jeez, the place you used to work at,
0: Missile O'Malley's?
1: No, no, it was the uh, like the grocery store. you Used to work in the cafeteria. Oh, the... Smitty's. Yes, Smitty's, old caf, old um, like price cutter type store. Mm-hmm. But we would go to Smitty's right by my parents' house, and I would go to the book area and just pick up like a bunch of single issue comics, and just walk around with my parents while they shopped and read. Yeah. And one time, my parents were unloading groceries, and they found um uh, Aliens vs Predator comic, and they were like oh i guess this was in here and we just didn't notice it so i was like oh cool
0: um so i my first nudie magazine yeah. i ever saw was in a grocery store really yeah you know, my brothers were looking at it and i had to you know of course they're older and i'm the little twerp sister and I had to get in there and be like what you looking at oh yeah and There was like this naked lady and i'm like oh my god Gosh.
1: Wow, back in the day and before packaging, I guess, huh?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: I bought a Playboy one time at a Barnes & Noble when I was a teenager. And I was like, I'd like to buy this. <laughs> I was like so nervous. I mean, knowing my
0: brother, Sean, he probably opened it oh, if yeah. it was packaged.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet. I got a Playboy in the mail one time when I lived with my parents. It was just this black pack- it, like this black plastic over the magazine. And I'm like, well, what is this? So I kind of opened mm. the package a little bit and I could tell it was a Playboy. And I'm like... Well, I got to put this back in the mail. Someone's going to want this. I was like, <laughs> at the time, I was like, what was I thinking? I should have just kept it. <laughs> anyway.
0: You're so innocent. Yeah. That's cute. So one more question before we dive in. Yeah. Do you know, like, all the colors of the turtles? Well, ooh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, duh. Like, why would I even yeah. ask that?
1: Um, you want me to list them? Yeah, do it. So Leonardo's blue. Donatello's purple. Michelangelo's orange. And Raphael is red. And then in the show, they had a TV show when I was kind of in middle school, which was very low budget. But they introduced a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle a female called Venus de Milo. What? And she was light blue.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah, apparently the creator, I think it's the creator, hates this character so much. Oh, yeah. They, it's it a was female, of course. Well, I don't know no, about okay. that. The show was very low budget, but at the time, I was in middle school, so I was like, holy shit, this is cool, but... I went back not too long ago and watched, like, an episode on YouTube or, like, a clip, and I'm like, Jesus, this is cheap. This is cheap. Wow. (laughs) This is cheap as fuck.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I guess they're like, no girls allowed, just boys. I
1: don't know. Like, I don't think the creator of the comics had anything to do with it, so they created a new one, and he was like, that's dumb. Mm. He was like, you could have done it better.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to introduce something into something that's so popular. Yeah. So I mean, you really got to do it right, and I just don't even see how you would do that here.
1: What's funny about that show is that you know they're bandanas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the show was so cheap that you could see the eye holes for the people wearing the costume <laughs> underneath the bandana, like it's like a little hole underneath the bandana. Oh no! So it's that's when I went back and watched it. I was like, oh boy, Man. they didn't have any money for this.
0: So okay, okay, I came up with one more question. Yeah. Do you think this movie held up? I do. You know, like through time.
1: It's definitely the most serious of them. As we go further in the movies, they get more campy. Like. Kind of more mm. childish out there.
0: The sequels.
1: Yeah. The second one, Secret of the Ooze. We're getting weird. And then the third one, they go back into time in ancient China. Damn. And um, we just got stories upon stories. Now, I swear, this is going to be a three-hour episode. We will episode. get
0: to the movie eventually, people. Hold
1: on. So for the third Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I don't think it was called Turtles in Time. That's a game, I think. Anyway, the third one, when they go back into ancient Japan, Mm. um, my parents at the time did take me to go see it at the theater, which was the theater I would end up working at years later. I think it was Dickinson 8 at the time. But there was some radio station there or some giveaway where this guy was giving away like toys, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys. Oh, neat. And everybody around me, basically, it felt like, where it's getting called, they would be like oh, if you have uh, sunglasses on, Uh, come up here. Oh, that guy's got glasses. I hate that. I was young enough. It was 1993, so I was five. Mm -hmm. So I was bawling. (laughs) I was crying because I was like, I want to do it. And I guess the way my dad tells it is like that that radio guy saw me, and he saw my dad was wearing like a Kansas City jersey or or Ohio jersey, probably Ohio. But he was like, if you got a uh, Ohio jersey on, and my dad came down and Aww. I got like a, because it was in Japan, there was a bunch of guys and horses and stuff. So I got like a big horse with like a little guy on top.
0: Oh, that was nice.
1: Yeah,
0: I always, oh man, I hate that. Cause I'm like, if you can't give to all the kids, yeah. it's almost like you shouldn't give it to anybody because I always hated feeling left out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and that was back in the time when I would make myself so sick because I would get so excited to go to the movies. <laughs> I would get so such bad migraines because I would get so excited. Like
0: we that's went and adorable.
1: Yeah, we went and watched the three musketeers with Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had the worst migraine. My dad had to sit in the car with me outside while my mom and sister watched the rest of the Aww. movie. But I would just make myself so excited to be like, okay, wait. Ah, and I would just make myself so be sick. Like I'm sick now. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I would just get oh, the worst sad. migraines.
0: That's adorable, but sad. Oh, gosh. So let's go through this cast and talk about the movie that everybody is just dying to hear. Okay. We got Judith Hoag, who plays April O'Neil.
1: She, funny enough, was not asked back for any of the sequels because she bitched and complained the whole time.
0: You're out of (laughs) here.
1: Apparently, she was not happy that they would film six days a week, which I can get. But then she also complained about how violent the movie was.
0: I mean, come on. I
1: mean, you got to know what you're getting into. Ninjas. Yeah.
0: Come
1: on. And Robin Williams helped her with her character. They were filming a movie together at the time, but he had, he was a huge nerd, so he had a collection of comics, and he he'd let her read his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics.
0: Yeah, I have that in my notes. Oh, Jesus, thanks, I'm thanks sorry. Thanks for stealing that. It's cool. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just You kidding. gave me a
1: face, and I'm like, I wonder what that face was. I'm like, oh, I get it.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, no, it's totally fine. Um, But what you're talking about, she was on the set of Cadillac Man. Yes um and yeah Robin Williams did he was a huge fan
1: so if she's reading these comics that are as bloody and violent as you're saying she's Mm got to know what the hell they're doing
0: um yeah
1: you're making this movie about a violent comic book violent as well I don't like this
0: maybe she's just like oh they can't make it this violent it's for kids
1: I don't know and that's the problem it's not that's what the other movies do is they start to go for kids and it's like you know, as a kid, I was very happy, but now I'm kind of like, right. eh, make it a little more, make it a little more serious. Mm-hmm. So
0: Corey Feldman, he played Donatello. Yep. Which I had to put the colors next to all of them because I have no fucking clue. Oh,
1: really? He did not play him in the second one, but did come back in the third.
0: Yeah. Um, gosh, you know how I am with names. This is good practice. <laughs> Elias. Cotius. Cotius.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Looks like coties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he played uh, Casey Jones, which was the love interest of April O'Neil. Yep. I'm glad I remembered that. We actually watched this movie like a month ago, I think. (laughs) Almost, it feels like. And I did not read through my notes. So this should be fun. Uh, Josh Pius? Pace. Pace. He played Raphael. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, Fun fact, which I don't know. Hopefully you don't know this, but uh, he was very claustrophobic when he played in the suit. Yeah. So every time when the director called cut, he was all like jerking the head off. And it's oh,
1: yeah. yeah. He is the only one also to do the voice and be in the suit as well. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, the people that that were in the suit did not voice the turtles.
0: And I guess he went on and did other things. Um, He was
1: in um, CSI. No, what's the one with, um, we used to watch it all the time with the lady cop. Uh, God, why is my memory so bad? um special victims unit svu yeah
0: i was like i could see the like,
1: yeah he played a <laughs> politician on there or something but he also they wrote a later in the show they wrote him as being like a pedophile or something No oh, shit i think they found his computer or whatnot had stuff but yeah he was on that for a while Deke.
0: and then we have robbie wrist mm-hmm. uh, michelangelo and brian tucci leonardo sam rockwell He played the head thug.
1: That sounds familiar.
0: That's why, that's why, you know how I've said thug in the past? Yeah. I'm like, man, that's such an old term. It is. I'm freaking old people. I'm not that old.
1: But Sam Rockwell, yeah, did go on to many different things. He won won an Oscar for that terrible three billboards movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Leaf Tilden, he played, oh, I have Donatello and the foot messenger.
1: So that's his actual, the guy who was in the suit. Oh, shit. Okay. He plays the guy, if I'm remembering correctly, I think he plays the one where they're talking to April in the subway, and he's like, we have a message, and he opens his hand and slaps okay. her. okay. I, I think that's the same guy. Cool, 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 cool. All the people that play the Turtles are in the movie at some point.
0: Okay, that's all I listed, but do you want to go through that, anything else? No,
1: that's good. Josh Pace, who plays uh, Raphael, is in the movie. He's in the cab when Raphael is chasing Casey Jones. He goes, what the heck was that?
0: yeah they all kind of have cameos like mm-hmm. the people that were in the suits they have cameos um one of them was the pizza delivery guy
1: yeah he's the guy. oh come on i couldn't find the place yeah
0: <laughs> they're like slip it through the holes
1: yeah where he's like 122 when an eighth i could <laughs> i could i swear to god i could close my eyes and just quote this movie to you right now
0: oh which it was kind of now that kind of ring because we're getting ready to go to new york yeah and this was this whole movie's kind of featured in New York.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the one thing I read because I've been reading up because I'm not about public transportation. I've yeah. never done it. So I'm reading up on it. And they're like, oh, if you give directions, give the cross streets like 8th and yeah. Fucking I don't know. Billboard. I don't know. You just said billboard. So that stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you give the cross streets instead of the actual address. Oh, OK. So I think that's what they were doing here they were given the cross streets oh gotcha so they were like one eighth because it wasn't quite an intersection
1: yeah i was taking that to mean it's like gas where it's like 375 and a ninth and nine tenths (laughs) or whatever (laughs) that's what i always took this to be is that like they're in the sewers so they put it as 122 and one eighth so he's like 122 and an eighth
0: (laughs) (laughs) so anyway yeah that's all i've got you get you let's see what you got
1: uh well we can go through the movie a little bit i suppose you know um we start the movie with just a huge crime waves going on and and i like i like this kind of you know it's it's things that i would have missed when i was a kid but like the seriousness of the crime in the city that's like they keep going back and forth through it to how bad it's getting Mm -hmm. um there's a scene where a lady's watching her tv on her like her balcony in her apartment. Yeah. On the fire escape, it looks like. Uh-huh. She, like, looks away for a second, and you just see these hands come out and take it. And then she comes back, she's like, hi! Hey!
0: Like, they were just sitting there waiting for her to turn their head and, boop.
1: Yeah, because April, you hear her, she's doing a news report the whole time talking about how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, the mayor, you know, I don't think he's really doing much or, or whatever. But there's another one that's really cool, or cool, but shows you how deep this goes, where someone's gets his wallet stolen while they're like standing Mm -hmm. and like the wallet gets passed between like eight different people yeah before finally getting handed off to this redheaded kid
0: yeah and it was so funny because they were like you know they think it's random but i'm like this is pretty organized
1: yeah yeah no and i think i don't know if this is when she mentions it but april is the one who's like the foot we think it's like some Mm. some gang organized gang called the foot Mm -hmm. and then we think i think was where we also see a like a shot of kids crawling underneath the fence going into some abandoned warehouse it looks like
0: right yeah so we're getting to see the layer already yeah
1: which this warehouse where all the kids play and well, as the main guy tetsuo i think is in no not tetsuo well the the main the second in command guy bald headed guy he he says Um, he bumps into a little kid while he's walking around and the kid's like all freaked out and he's like, go play.
0: <laughs> smoke some cigarettes. Well,
1: that I was shocked at. Yes, there's kids playing pool and one of this very young kid has a big cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Um, Which I read was a, a homage to the Pinocchio movie. Because in the movie they all smoke cigars and then they turn into donkeys because they're bad kids. Oh, no. Okay. But yeah, I was like. This kid, I don't know how they would have hid this. This kid is really smoking a cigar. <laughs> but this warehouse was also used in The Crow as the main warehouse of the bad guy. Oh, really? Which the bad guy in The Crow is Michael Wincott, who was in Nope. He played the film director. Oh, Wow! Yeah, we just watched Nope not too long ago. Fantastic, fantastic movie.
0: Yeah, Scott fell asleep. Well, it took a, a minute to, tell to get going. That.
1: <laughs> It took a minute to get going. <laughs> it um, <did. laughs> And the theater was just so hot. Mm-hmm. I was like sweating and I could feel it. I'm like, oh boy. But yeah, the beginning is a little slow. He's like walking a horse in a field at the beginning at night. and I was, yeah, it's it It's very quiet. Yeah. I was like.
0: It's so funny because it kind of starts out a little, a little scary. Yeah. And then it just kind of drops off. And then, then towards the end, whoa, your mind's going to get blown. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. We're not going to ruin it. No,
1: not at all. Um, one of my favorite shots in here uh, when we're seeing the people stealing stuff is there's this dude with a truck and he opens the back of the truck and you see like all this equipment or TVs and stuff. And he walks over to the building to have like this guy sign the paperwork. And then he it takes him like two seconds. He walks back to the truck and it's unloaded completely empty.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, oh, he goes, ah. He's
0: like, oh, darn it. My my stuff on my truck got stolen again. Like, how the hell do they do that? But I do like that. I got a little voice going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we see April O'Neil. she's the reporter and she ge- she leaves the news station and she's walking down the street and she sees these thugs breaking into like the news van. I think Sam Rockwell is here. You know, they start to mug her and then you see this what what Raphael has, these like three pronged mm-hmm. they're called sighs. And you see this sigh come out of nowhere and it like hits the Light knocks it out, and then you just hear the turtles beating the shit out of these guys.
0: Like, uh, you know, like, the punching sounds, you know, and everything. Like, I just kind of wanted those big, like, pow, boom, bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, this part kind of scared me a little. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hope she doesn't get hurt.
1: Yeah, she's selling it. She's, like, screaming her head off. Like, mm-hmm. I got a from my And then, yeah, you see the sigh, and then the lights come up, and the police are there, and all these guys are, like, tied up. And the police are like, "Oh, are you okay?" And then you see go down to the sewer and you see like these eyes looking from out of the sewer mm-hmm. and then this is where you get the big title sequence, but this is a big scene where it's kind of like going throughout the sewer with the music going it's like da mm-hmm. and you get the turtles like in a shadow first talking kind of how it went, and then you get one of them jump out from around the corner, and that's when you get the title. They're like, "Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, the turtles they're all celebrating. they say that this is like their first time they've done this that they've gone out there and actually beat up some people yeah
0: they were very excited and they started using some of their lingo which i i just love you know we've, we've kind of gotten weird in our what is it it's not lingo but you know different, yeah slang different slang yeah thank you but they're all like dudes do that well yeah, major major butt kicking
1: well they're all surfer dudes basically yeah
0: Awesome! Excellent!
1: And then Le- or, uh, Donatello, being the nerd, he says something like, um, "He goes Bossa Nova." I think, if I remember right, <laughs> And they're like Bossa, Bossa Nova, Nova. What the and he's fuck? like Chevy Nova, like car, and they're like, uh... <laughs> "Yeah, too late." So they go into their lair, which is in the sewers, and it's it doesn't look too bad. I mean, yeah. Later, the redheaded kid Danny has been sleeping down here for a while. Seems like I'd be afraid of hobos or whatever, but. <laughs> I think the
0: couch was pretty broken down and ratty.
1: I imagine. I would
0: not have wanted to sit on that.
1: Yeah, I imagine they're just finding this shit down there. So it probably smells awful, but I can't. Which by the way, these sewers are gigantic. <laughs> they're huge. Mhm. Um but we get to meet them like S- Splinter is the gigantic rat. He is their father/master. slash Yeah. And it's where he tells them, you know, they're like, we did it. We first time we kicked some ass. And he you know, tells them that they should never be seen. And Raphael is the hothead. He's the one he's kind of pacing back and forth in the back. And he, I'll do the I'll do the line because I know it. But he's like, I lost a sigh. <laughs> Um, The actor decided to give him like a Brooklyn accent. I read online. Oh, yeah. Well... But he's like, it ma- Splinter is like, then it is gone. Which I don't know if that's a racist voice. Is just kind of how he does it.
0: No, yeah, he is. I mean, it's just like very...
1: It's a smoking voice. Like, Zen master-ish. Yeah. He's like, then it is gone. And he's like, but I can get it back. I can get it back. <laughs> he's like, nope. So they're talking and you hear Michelangelo like ordering pizza in the background. They've got a payphone down there. And you hear him, mm-hmm. he's ordering pizzas. And he's like, no anchovies. He's like, you put anchovies on this? And then Splinter throws like a phone book at him. <laughs>
0: uh just kind of shows you know how close they are and how they kind of kid around with each other
1: yeah so in splinter he's just this one of the very first scenes we have with him he starts talking about how he's gonna die one day yeah he's just like one day i will be gone get depressed here jesus he just keeps telling them they need to come together and everything but yeah he's like one day i will be gone and you will need to come together
0: yeah maybe it's like later it gives you that oh no is he gonna die
1: yeah probably so so they all start meditating and this is where the turtles start dancing to wipe out it's like, <laughs> and Leonardo's like well it's like meditating so this is the pizza scene we were talking about Michelangelo's waiting for it underneath the sewer grate and Donatello is like um, skateboarding down in the sewers and Donatello is all like, hey, did you know what Splinter said, you know? He's like, we're about being alone without him here. And Michelangelo's like, pizza guy's got 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Donatello just keeps trying to talk to him and he's just so worried about this pizza. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's it. 30 minutes, three bucks off. But the actor who plays Michelangelo shows up as a pizza delivery guy and he puts this pizza like sideways down a grate.
0: Which I can't even imagine what that pizza's gonna look like.
1: Well we show we show him eating it here in a minute and it's fine, but like I'm assuming this pizza shifted to the bottom of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like everything on it would have just fallen.
0: Or it just fall out of the box because those boxes aren't really that sturdy.
1: Yeah, I guess. Well, um, he hands in the pizza and Michelangelo gives him some money and he was like, Hey, hey, you're short and he's like, You're thirty minutes late, dude and he's like, Come on, I couldn't find the place <laughs> And this is Michelangelo's, one of his famous lines where he's like, wise men say never pay full price for late pizza.
0: (laughs) Yes, that is a saying. They don't do that anymore, though.
1: I guess not. It's a joke. You know, it's kind of like, oh, 30 minutes or it's free, Mm -hmm. you know. But yeah, back in the day, that's what pizza places would do. Yep. And.
0: I think delivery was not as common. So they were trying to get it going. But now everybody does delivery, so it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. Squirrel moment here. I re- I watched a video the other day of this guy. It was like a, it looked like it was some sort of dental office or, or doctor's office. But this guy went in and he was like, he did deliveries for Chipotle. And he's talking to this lady at the desk. And he was like, I delivered you Chipotle yesterday. And you wrote on the thing that it never got delivered. And I've gotten fired from my job. Oh, and he was like, did you get it or not? And she was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, what's a corporate number? I'm going to get you fired. And yeah, dude, it sucks. Holy cow. It's I don't think they, those people get treated very well. Oh, I
0: can't imagine. Yeah. Oof.
1: Like all you got to do is just say you didn't get it and they get fired. But that like,
0: doesn't seem right. You think I think there's probably some underlining causes there. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's more to this story that we just don't know.
1: Well, Raphael, he's all pissed off that he lost one of his weapons, so he goes out to see a movie, dressed as like a uh, flasher. He's got a big trench coat on. (laughs) Like he's going to go flash people. He's got a trench coat and like a hat on.
0: Let me see your turtle shell, buddy. Yeah. Woo! Yeah.
1: If I was in the theater and I saw a dude sitting in there like that, I'm like, he's he's jerking off. Oh,
0: totally. (laughs) (laughs) He is naked under there and he is jacking
1: (laughs) off. (laughs) Yeah, he's not taking that. It's like... It's like 60 degrees in here and he's not taking his jacket off. Yeah, he's playing with himself. Jerking off. He which they did that in the cartoon from what I remember. They would go out they in would disguise. Jerk off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would go out in disguise.
0: <laughs> That's how they teach little boys what to do.
1: I guess so. Well, um well, Raphael, he sees a guy snatch a lady's purse and he yeah. trips this dude and the purse throws it back to the lady. And the guy's all like gonna make a move on him, and Raphael like pull like a like he's got a gun, he points to his side and he's like eh, eh, eh.
0: <laughs> don't wanna mess with me,
1: yeah, so the guy runs away and jumps over. I'm assuming into Central Park. Mm-hmm. most of this movie I read was actually filmed in North Carolina with mm-hmm. some shots in New York City to make it you know come together,
0: make it look real,
1: yeah, I'm assuming that their layer is a set, and maybe even. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they said they filmed it in a uh, the last. What I'm trying to get at is the last scene where they're all in like the neighborhood when they're fighting on the roof and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was thinking to myself at the time, like, is this New York? I don't know if no, this would have been New York.
0: That was built, and so was their underground. Yeah, they had to like dig underground, and then I I, re- I couldn't quite quite understand it the way that it was worded, but. I guess when they started digging down, they ran into some water. Oh, shit. And so they had to pour concrete mm-hmm. to block the water so it wouldn't flood. Oh, um, wow. But I would imagine they would need concrete anyway. But anyway, I don't know. It was weird, but yeah, yeah they had, they built that whole thing, which was part of like the $13 million budget they had.
1: Which now $13 million would make like nothing. nothing. Yeah. Which is funny. This was the most expensive independent film made until the Blair Witch Project. Yep. Wait, most successful. It was the most successful independent movie made until the Blair Witch Project.
0: Yeah, I guess maybe maybe it made more money. It did, right? That's successful, yeah. Because
1: I don't think the Blair Witch Project would have cost more than thirteen million. But most successful, yes. So. And Corey Feldman kind of got screwed over by that. He got paid $1,500 to do the movie. Yeah. With the impression that it would be kind of a low budget indie movie. Uh-huh. And it went on to make like millions of, mon- of dollars. That sucks. So maybe he didn't come back from the second one for that. Yeah, he was <laughs> like,
0: you paid me shit.
1: Um. Well, Raphael chases this dude into Central Park and he finds, he runs into Casey Jones. Yeah. And he's just kind of this vigilante wearing a hockey mask, he's got a hockey stick. In, in this, he's got, like, a bag of different kind of uh, sports equipment. Oh. I think he's got, awesome. like, golf.
0: Yeah, that's one... right. No,
1: he pulls a golf club later when mm-hmm. he's fighting. Yeah.
0: It, it's what his weapons are. Yeah, they're just, I like, mean, sports. What is that? Is it a wiffle bat? Those... Cricket bat. Cricket bat. Yeah, yeah, I had one of those.
1: Yeah, because he calls Raphael a punker. He's like, what, what are you, a punker? <laughs> he's like, I hate punkers. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the slang that is, but... <laughs> There is a funny line in here where um, the the two guys that they're chasing run off and Casey Jones and Raphael are just fighting each other. Mm-hmm. But Casey Jones is like swinging at Raphael with a bat and R- Raphael like kind of catches it in his hand and he says, a Jose Canseco bat. And he's like, tell me you didn't pay money for this, <laughs> which he his reputation has gotten even worse. But Jose Canseco was known for he came out and said that he was doing steroids. Oh. He's known as being a huge asshole. He broke it broke the story on like how many people were using steroids in baseball. Oh shit. Said that he shot like Mark McGuire up.
0: Yeah. So people I think I remember were, that.
1: People were pissed at him at the time. There's a uh, show that used to be on called The Surreal Life where a bunch of celebrities would live in a house and he, they showed him doing a book signing of his book about his tell all about baseball and steroids and stuff. Wow. and all these guys were coming up and they're like you ruined the game. You realize, you know, you're ruining the reputation of the game for what you're doing. And he's like, "Yep, yeah, thank you." And they're like, "How could you?" And just all these wow. people talking shit to him.
0: Oh, that would be awful.
1: <laughs> but he deserves it cuz I cannot stress it enough. He is a huge asshole. Oh man. He did a guest spot, a guest voice on the Simpsons and as himself and apparently he like the Simpsons people Like the creators and stuff said that he was like very difficult to work with.
0: Oh gosh, that's awful. (laughs) Yeah, Like we're trying to present this opportunity for you and you have to be an asshole about it? Yeah.
1: I think they make him in the show to be a hero. He like saves everybody. This has been a long time. Wow. But they came out later and they were like, it actually worked as a very nice joke because he's a huge piece of shit. Mm -hmm. So like in the cartoon, he's known as the the nicest guy, but in real life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The only way he's nice is when he's not real.
1: So that's kind of the joke, is he's like, Jose Canseco bat. And uh, he pulls yes, Casey Jones pulls up the cricket bat and knocks Raph into a trash can. hmm Which, did you read the trivia on this part as well? No. I guess when Raphael goes into the trash can, the head of the turtle caved in and broke the nose of the guy in the suit. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. And I... I rewatched this little clip before we started recording. There is, you can see him grab his nose when he gets out of the trash can in the suit. Oh, wow. Like, it just looks like Raphael's kind of grabbing his nose as if he's hurt. Like, but oh,
0: what happened? Apparently
1: the guy broke his nose and was kind of like, oh, God, oh, Jesus.
0: Oh, wow. That must have hurt. Yeah, Shit. I bet so. Thanks for taking one for the team, buddy.
1: So we move on. We've got April O'Neil. She's trying to investigate, like, what's going on here. And her boss, Charles, is trying to... Tell her to lay off, He's you know. in charge. Charles in charge of mm-hmm. our days and our nights. <laughs> um, but then we get a shock. I don't know if it was supposed to be a shock, but the kid who stole the wallet is the boss's son.
0: Yeah. His name is Danny. Right? Danny boy.
1: Yeah, which apparently he the shirts he wears in the, show, in the movie are all Sid Vicious t-shirts, who was a set guy from the Sex Pistols, mm. which he was known, again, not a very nice person, but he did heroin all the time. He was hired for the Sex Pistols because he had the look, you know. He just looked like a punk rocker guy. Wow. Some I think, you know, he couldn't play, so they would unplug him or turn his volume down.
0: He was just there for the looks. The looks,
1: yeah. And he's iconic like when you think of Sex Pistols, wow. you think of Sid Vicious, but yeah, I do. <laughs> I was like, "Really? Wow, I didn't know Your You pause
0: like, "What?" I was like, "I didn't know
1: you knew the Sex Pistols." <laughs> no. But he, <laughs> um, he was very self-destructive. He woke up one day. He had a girlfriend named Nancy, and there's a very good movie called Sid and Nancy with Gary Oldman. Mm. But he, they were so bad for each other. They just oh, did drugs wow. all the time together. And he woke up one morning to find that she had been stabbed to death.
0: Holy shit!
1: And there this was
0: happened in real life. Yeah. Wow.
1: And they didn't know. I mean, he he didn't remember because they were high on heroin. Like he didn't remember what happened the night before. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole story of like, did someone break in to try to steal their drugs or whatever they had?
0: Yeah, I love did, true
1: crime, you know. Yeah, you this know, is
0: great, you know.
1: Did he stab her to death? It's kind of just still up in the air. But before he was convicted or you know acquitted, whatever would have happened, he died of a heroin overdose. Damn. Yeah
0: wow that's tragic
1: so my whole point to that is do you want to know how your kid is fucked in the head is if all he wears is sid vicious shirts yeah i mean that's a true sign you're like uh danny do you know the story behind that guy uh you you don't you're not trying to find a girl named nancy are you
0: let's go see a therapist (laughs) right away
1: yeah (laughs) but yeah i'd be like um do you know what Sid Vicious has done? <laughs> Let
0: me see your arms. Is there needle marks?
1: I think he would cut like a swastika in his flesh, too. Not like he was a Nazi, but just kind of like, look how fucking crazy I am. Wow. Yeah. But uh, Danny, in, he's sitting in the apartment while Charles is talking to April, and he sees April just has like a $20 bill hanging out of her wallet.
0: Who has that? I don't know. Jesus
1: precariously placed so it's like just dangling.
0: And you can tell it's old. Like, yeah. Now looking at it. Oh, you're yeah. You're like, oh that's an old twenty dollar bill.
1: So Danny takes it. He does this thing where Charles is trying to talk to him and Danny puts headphones on and Charles is like, You see? You see? That's what he does. <laughs> when I try to talk to him, he puts his music on.
0: Yeah. It's like the signs are there, buddy. You just gotta look at it.
1: Yeah, so We see a video or, like, a news report of April interviewing the chief of police, which I forgot to look it up. This guy seems familiar, but he's got a very iconic voice. But he—she's interviewing him about the crime wave, and she asks him on the air if he's—if it has anything to do with the foot. And he was like—the foot, apparently, they mentioned it was an ancient group in Japan— and he was like, "Ah, uh, no, Miss O'Neill, I don't think this has anything to do with an old gang from Japan." And she gets bitched out, bitched out in his office later.
0: What was his name?
1: It's just Chief. I don't know what his name was. She's the chief. Oh,
0: Chief Stearns. Yes. Raymond Sarah huh. S E R R A.
1: He definitely seems like he is from New York.
0: It's familiar. I mean, they show like current pictures. Yeah. On some of the casts when you look at it. And he looks familiar. I don't know. Shit.
1: But April and her crew are kind of wrapping up all their stuff. And that's when Stearns uh, calls her into the office to yell at her. And as we see her go into the office, we see Danny has been arrested by the police. and But April goes into the chief's office and she's like talking to him. And he ends the the very classic thing where she's like, Sir, are you going to be looking into the Foot Clan? I think you should really look into these people. And he's like... Are you trying to tell me how to do my job?
0: Yeah. He's like yelling and shit.
1: <laughs> well, he's just pissed off that she's bringing up this foot clan thing because he doesn't think it has anything to do with it. This is where she goes into the subway. She's trying to catch the train and she missed the last one that goes. Yeah. and Then
0: she's like by herself.
1: Yeah. Which if this was at night, this would be kind of freaky. If
0: Yeah. If that happens to us. Yeah. We're, we're getting the fuck out of there. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, she missed the train and she's standing there and then all of a sudden there's all these Foot Clan soldiers, which I think this, like we said, this guy is the dude who played Donatello. But he's like, I have a message for you and your mouth or whatever. And he puts his hand like a fist out and he opens it like he's going to show something to her in it. And she's like, oh, what is it? And he just smacks her in the (laughs) face and he's like, shut it. That's kind of funny. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, sure, that's awful. You should never slap somebody but boy if you were going to slap somebody that is just a bitching way to do it
1: yeah and i think this guy's doing kind of a bad ac- Chinese j- Japanese accent
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's like April O'Neil <laughs> like ooh, that didn't age well uh, uh,
0: Neil you gotta stutter
1: but like these guys are from New York we find out later they're recruiting young kids like these guys are from New York you'd mm-hmm. like
0: April O'Neil. Maybe that's part of their transition.
1: That's why their Japanese is so bad is because they're yeah. not really Japanese. They're like, the, the main, the second in command is like, if you want to be in this club, you have to talk Japanese. Yeah. And like, oh, uh, yes, a sensei. I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, that is very offensive. Good.
0: Good. Yeah, that's how we like it. Yeah. So we solved it.
1: Yes. That's why it doesn't sound because he's like, April O'Neil. <laughs> I have a message for you. I don't know why he's turning French now. It'd be <laughs> funny if they have different accents every time. <laughs> I prolong it, I've got a message for you. Your mouth. Shoot it. Shoot it. <laughs> but like, well, we don't know where this gang is from because it seems like they've got accents from all over. Just this one guy the other day, when he before he hit me, he spoke in French, he spoke in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> April O'Neil, I have a message for you. Shoot it. <laughs> oh, I, I'm i from Shrek. <laughs> oh, shit. The movie hasn't come out yet, but I'm Shrek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of want to jump in, but I have no idea. Yeah,
1: it's hard. it was hard. I was trying to do Japanese from um, French, and it's hard to do. Yeah, you're
0: doing so good.
1: Well, Raphael comes out of nowhere, and he beats up all the Foot Clan, and he takes April. He. Mm-hmm. Walks down the subway line and takes her into the sub- into the tunnels where they live.
0: Going to the sewer, baby.
1: Yeah. And um, this is one of my, one of the lines I just remember burned into my memory where I think Leonardo is like, are you crazy that he brought her there?
0: Yeah. And he's
1: like, yes, Leo, I'm crazy. Okay, I'm crazy. And he's okay. like, I thought I would spice up the place. A couple of throw pillows and action news reporter. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's killing me.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: well, a foot soldier did actually go and follow them, so he sees where they're staying. That yeah. plays later. you that's scary. Um, but April wakes up and sees the guys, and she does this, like, weird, it's like a high-pitched whine. It's like, ooh, I can't even do it. But she does it for a long time, it's like, ooh.
0: not blowing your eardrums out i'm no. trying to get away from the microphone on the laugh loud um but yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then they all scream at each other
0: that was exactly it though they're just like
1: Ooh. oh i can't even do how high she did it though
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah they she screams when she sees splinter in the turtles and uh splinter talks to her he's like miss mm-hmm. o'neill it is okay and she's like hey wait did you just mug me you you have the same accent as the guy that mugged me in the i know right <laughs> Miss O'Neill, I have a message for you. <laughs> Shut it.
0: Slap your face again.
1: <laughs> it's like, that's what they all just do to her. They're like, <laughs> you think we are the good guys, but we have a message for you. Shut it.
0: And she just keeps getting slapped. <laughs> so, damn it.
1: That'd be funny if like, they're like, well, April, thanks for saving us. They <laughs> <laughs> just keep hitting her.
0: Poor April. It's hilarious.
1: Uh, April has a line here where she is, thinks she's dreaming. And she has a line where she's like, why can't I ever dream of Harrison Ford? She says it weird.
0: (laughs) You're killing me. Harrison
1: Ford? I don't know. Like People, the way they talk, always stick out to me. So when someone says something interesting, it always sticks in my head. She's like, come, I couldn't dream of Harrison Ford.
0: I can't even see my notes. Oh, I can't see my notes because my eyes are all watery. (laughs) And then one of our cats thinks I'm crying, so he's consoling me.
1: (laughs) Well, then we get a little bit of backstory of the turtles here. It says they've lived in the sewers for 15 years. And Splinter says he used to be a rat in a cage, despite all his rage. (laughs) Thank you, thank you! (laughs) (laughs) Yes! He was uh, the pet of Master Yoshi. who This dude was like a martial arts guy, I guess? Because it shows him doing it, and it shows Splinter like learning it.
0: Yeah, as like a little
1: rat. Like a tiny rat. But Splinter says, we can tell it here. It doesn't matter. We don't have to wait. Basically, what happened with Splinter's backstory is that Master Yoshi was in love with a woman. with This other guy, Orokusaki. Yeah. Well, I think they were really in love together.
0: Yeah.
1: But this other guy was jealous and wanted her for himself. His name was Orokusaki. Oh. Orokusaki. That's fun to say. Orokusaki.
0: You should try it. Orokosaki.
1: Orokusaki. Suki. (laughs) Suki. (laughs) <laughs> well, I was just do true blood Suke Stackhouse Splinter learned martial arts by watching him They traveled to New York for some reason I forget But Master Yoshi Comes home one day And his, this dude is wearing construction gear He's got like a hard hat on So like when, you, when I first watched this as a kid I don't know why but I just assumed it was ancient China <laughs> <laughs> But then when he comes in later He comes in and he finds that his wife Or whatever uh, is dead yeah, but this dude is wearing like hard, a hard hat and construction outfit, and I'm just like, wait, what time is this? What time? <laughs> it's he, ancient
0: China. Well,
1: he said 15 years ago, but I guess I guess people could be up to date with martial arts and still be in the time, current time frame. But
0: yeah,
1: when it shows him doing like the martial arts, I was like, oh, a long time ago. But I'm like, wait, rats don't live that long. So, but basically, what happened is Arokosaki killed him, and then killed master yoshi yeah and splinter's cage got knocked over splinter escaped and scratched the shit out of a face yes and Orokusaki had a saw like a sword and cut off one of splinter's ears like the tip damn it and then splinter escaped into the sewers
0: only the tip
1: just the tip so he came upon turtles in the sewer um in a liquid and it shows like a like a canister and it says radioactive oh shit and he's like I, he says he put him in a coffee can he's like I, I put him in a coffee can
0: well everybody knows that if you combine toxic waste with coffee you get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs>
1: with coffee that was it <laughs> that was the catalyst <laughs> uh, but one day they started talking and he was freaked out and he was teaching them how to do kung fu martial arts and stuff and and he spoke one time too and it shows him. he's like <gasps> like he spoke oh my gosh well i think the first words one of them speaks is pizza <laughs> yeah pizza like a little baby yeah. voice that's funny and then you see one of them in the background is going radical 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 <laughs> excellent excellent yeah so he's like that's our story 15 years later here we are boom and he's like the foot clan i don't know if they know it's a roku saki at this point but he was like, Oh, the Foot Clan, yes, it's from ancient Japan. They've been around forever, and we you know, standard hero stuff. We try to stop the bad guys. Yeah. Oh, and he he introduces them at this point too. He's like Leonardo.
0: Yeah, so Donatello. All the different cause they weren't really introduced before.
1: No, I don't think so. But he's like, Michelangelo, and Michelangelo's like, It's me. <laughs> or no, Michelangelo goes, uh I th- one of them. Oh,
0: and it does some kind of funny thing.
1: Someone, yeah, and Raphael is, like, um, picking his teeth with his sigh. Like, mm. Mm. So they take April back to her house. They go up through the sewers, and they're just walking through these sewers here. You, you would think they would come across, like, a dead hobo down there. Oh, damn. Shit everywhere.
0: But, yeah, it looks way too clean. But And the
1: turtles don't wear shoes. Yeah. But Yeah. Like, one time we were walking down here, and I stepped on a needle, and I felt weird for a few hours. <laughs>
0: They don't like cut their feet up. Well, I'm sure it's turtles,
1: they probably have like mm. harder skin, or something. I guess. So, yeah. yeah, so they're all having fun and they're talking. You know, they're doing imp- or Michelangelo's doing impressions for uh, oh, April, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's doing uh, James Cagney, which is an old actor in the old day, olden times, which we may get to at one point on our other show. He's an old actor from that time frame. But yeah, Michelangelo's like, "Oh, you dirty rat. <laughs> you killed my brother.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And April's like, Oh, a Splitter must love that one. And they're all like, What the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> and then she's like, It was a joke. Oh and they're God. like,
0: Oh, just calm down.
1: There is something funny that happens where she was like, Well, I would invite you guys into my apartment, but all I've got is cold pizza. Mm-hmm. And Michelangelo like pops out like a gopher in one of those games. It's like, He's like, Let's go for it.
0: Yeah, and then she was like, "What do you guys like on your pizza?" And I don't remember who it was, but they were like, "Flies, bugs, you know, the, the same thing." And then he's like, "I'm just joking." Like, it's a joke.
1: <laughs> it's a joke. So they leave. They go back to their hideout, and they find that it's been broken into, and Splinter is gone.
0: Oh man!
1: And this is where Ralph screams really loud. He does the where he's like breathing in a few times. He goes, "I'll try to do it my best." But he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I think he's just kind of, he's not breathing in, but I think he's more just uh, kind of like, you know, building up to this. screen. Gearing up. <laughs> no, I know. What
0: you're. No, I know. You're doing good. I like it. Keep it in.
1: But it's funny because it cuts to outside the sewers. There's an l- old lady walking, or an old man, I think, but he's walking over the sewer grate, and he oh, hears yeah. him scream.
0: He's like, holy he shit. He pokes
1: his umbrella out, he's like, <laughs> and he just keeps walking.
0: It's what you do in New York.
1: Yeah. Keep
0: walking. No.
1: Well, we cut to, uh, well, that's funny. I was going to mention in the scene where Raphael goes over the taxi and the guy's like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. The the cab driver goes, looks like it was some sort of big title. Anyway, you're going to LaGuardia? <laughs> it's just like he doesn't even care.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: So we cut back to April's house and she opens the door and all the turtles are standing there and they're all like sad and crying mm-hmm. and she's all like what's wrong and you just Leonardo hit again I like the way that some people say words it just sticks with me mm-hmm. but Leonardo just goes splinter <laughs> I don't know why but I just love the way that people say words it just sticks in my head <laughs> So in the middle of the night we see April's boss Charles get a phone call and It's the chief of police, and he's like, oh, yeah, we should talk about your son. Mm Mm-hmm. So the next morning, Charles shows up at April's house unannounced, and all the turtles, like, freak out and go into hiding.
0: Yeah, but it's so funny. She's like, you guys should... And she, like, turns around, and they're, like, gone.
1: Yeah, she's like, hide.
0: Yeah, like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool.
1: Which, they're not that great, because you see Michelangelo, he's, like, hiding under the kitchen table later. (laughs) what? Like, Donatello actually is smart about it. When they go into the bathroom... You know, he's in the he's in the shower. I don't know why he opens it, but I think Charles opens up the shower curtain for some reason. Oh. And she's like, I don't! don't! And he opens it, and Donatella was like hanging up from the, the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. Which is a little more ninja-like, <sighs> but she says something. She's like, he's like, what? Why are you freaking out? And she's like, because I don't want you to see my unsightly bathtub ring.
0: <laughs> Bye. They do have a weird relationship. Like a boss just comes over to your house and shit. And I guess. I don't know. Rummage through your
1: bathroom? Yeah, I don't I get don't the know fuck why. Out. But yeah, he's trying to tell her to drop the story. He's like, Drop mm-hmm. the story of the foot because Danny is with him. So it's implied that Charles, her boss, made some sort of a deal to get Danny out of jail. Yeah. But Danny's like walking around in her house and he looks in a mirror and behind him he sees Michelangelo under the table. Mm-hmm. And Michelangelo's like, Oh fuck, so when Danny turns around, he's gone.
0: Yeah, it was like a scary movie. You know, you see something <laughs> in the mirror and you turn around and it's gone. It's like, holy fuck.
1: It's funny if one of them, just another one appears behind him and it's like, <clears throat> breaks his neck. <laughs> That'd be like the comic books. She doesn't know these turtles. She doesn't know if they kill or not. It's like, well, April, we killed them. Now we got to eat them.
0: Yeah, she's very trusting.
1: <laughs> so he, Charles leaves and April's like, whew, we made it. And then Michelangelo just comes out of nowhere and he's like, whoa, that was close. Like scares the shit out of her. Oh, wow. And he's like, "Geez, April, you should switch to decaf." He's got a lot of dumb lines. Oh no,
0: yeah, there there is a lot of cheesy lines in here, but it it works.
1: So we see Charles and Danny driving through the subway and or through the subway through traffic, and Charles is trying to talk to him, and he's like yelling at him, and he was like, "I don't even know where you got your your Walkman." He's like, "I don't even know where you mm-hmm. get one of those. Where you got one of those?" And he's trying to talk some sense to him, and Danny just gets out and runs into the subway and leaves.
0: Yeah, I mean. He's in with the wrong crowd, so he doesn't he doesn't want to fess up to his dad.
1: Yeah, and this is where we see the big warehouse where they party. It's got like a huge skate ramp. There's people like skateboarding in there. There's kids playing poker. There's one kid. I just remember the line where he's like, "Read 'em and weep, boys." <laughs> yeah. Full house, and they're all like, "Ah."
0: There's like those big video games, you it's know, like, like the arcade like, towers. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: and this is where he runs into Tatsu Michael McConey. Well, weird. Well, you wouldn't think that would be the name.
0: Hmm. Oh, he does
1: his voice. Wow, they dubbed him, so that's not even his real voice where he's like, go, play. Oh, fuck. Wow, poor guy. Toshishiro Ubata is the guy who plays him. He doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. Um, but yeah, Sam Rockwell is like showing these kids around and he's like, anything you want, any time you want. And one of the kids is like, you got cigarettes? And he pulls up like these boxes and he's like, regular menthol. Mm. But yeah, a little kid bumps into Tatsuo and not his voice is like, go, <laughs> Not his voice. And we see in the back room, they're training these kids to eventually become foot soldiers. Mm -hmm. These kids are fighting and, you know, one of them gets beaten and then Tetsu comes back there and the other kid, like, bows to him and Tetsu, like, kicks him in the face.
0: Yeah, they're rough,
1: man. He goes, never lower your face to an enemy. (laughs) Which maybe that's why this guy that does his voice on IMDb looks white as can be. So maybe that's why he's doing a bad Japanese voice again. Oh, because he's too white? It's not, yeah, he's not Japanese. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> this is killing my voice now when I'm doing it. And be like, never lower your voice up. Huh? Oh, man. So now we see this big thing where all the kids or something, they they know it's time to go into the back hall or whatever but shredder comes out finally we see him yeah and tatsu comes in and he's unfurling like his robe and showing all of his like spikes and shit that he's got on his mm-hmm. arms
0: he's got like um spike oh god what are they called
1: like gauntlets or something shoulder pads yeah and he gives a kid a foot mask and he was like oh yes you are now part of the foot clan and we see Splinter is chained up in the back. He's, like, chained to a fence. They put him on a box, which was nice. You figure if they were being mean to him, they would just kind of chain him with no support.
0: <laughs> which, it's so funny that the foot masks look like flies. That It's like the fly yeah. fly head with, like, um, I don't know. It's got, like, a cloth pullover and then, um, like, metal lattice yes, work no. or something for the eyes. It
1: does look much like an eye, yeah. But Shredder is, like... Oh, if anyone knows anything about these turtles. And Danny, it shows him speak up. He, like, yeah. raises his hand. He's like, actually, I saw one today. So we see the turtles at April's house. They're watching the news, and April's like, oh, I was saved. And if they're watching, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, or no, I think she says Raphael. It's like, mm-hmm. if anything's watching, Raphael, thank you. Yeah, a special thank you.
0: And he's all like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, because she talks about the foot again, and this is where, uh, Charles is in the background of the office and he gets a phone call from the chief and you just hear him in the back. He's like,
0: I thought we had a deal." Mm-hmm.
1: They're making fun of Raphael because they're like, they say he's blushing. And Raphael throws a sigh in between Donatello's legs. <laughs> he's like, <"Well>, <laughs> They get into a fight. Raphael is all like, we got to get out there and find Splinter. And Leo's like, we got to wait. You know, mm-hmm. April's going to help us get information. And Ralph storms out in a huff and goes to the roof.
0: Yeah, he's just trying to blow off some steam.
1: Yeah, and uh, I don't know why this always stuck out to me, but Donatello and Michelangelo are watching The Tortoise and the Hare on TV, and Raphael is, like, yelling at the turtle to hurry up. (laughs) He's like, go! He's like, ninja, kick the damn rabbit!
0: (laughs) We know the turtle wins, come on. Yeah.
1: So Raphael is on the roof, and all these Foot Clan members show up and start fighting him, and Casey Jones is watching him from, like, a rooftop away. You see him sitting, he's like, fiddling with the radio but he's watching them and Raphael's like getting his ass well first off he's winning and then he does the whole like come on Mm. how do you guys expect to beat me and then a bunch more show up he's like good answer
0: yeah right yeah they just keep coming they're just a shit ton of them
1: yeah so um april shows back up and they go downstairs she apparently lives above a like a second hand store Mm -hmm. Like a used goods store, and they're all like... Like an
0: antique shop. Yeah, exactly.
1: And they're all kind of like seeing different things here. Michelangelo uh, walks up behind Leonardo with symbols and hits it in his head. Oh, yeah. Fucking asshole.
0: (laughs) Not going to be able to hear for a little bit. That's okay.
1: So some time has passed, and we see them walking back up to April's apartment, and april was like is raf gonna be okay and one of them's like oh i'm sure he'll drop in at any minute and it shows yeah. him drop his body through the skyline
0: yeah ha ha ha
1: and april was like oh is he and leonardo's like no he's still alive And michelangelo has a line here with all the foot in the clan he's like whoa and i thought insurance salesmen were pushy <laughs> and then he gets into a nunchuck off with this other guy this guy has mm-hmm. nunchucks, Foot Clan guy, and he's like, Michelangelo's like, oh, a fellow chucker, eh? And he yeah. reaches behind and then he does like the nunchucks.
0: I always wanted to do that.
1: It, yeah, it seems like it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But it, it escalates, it just keeps going back and forth until eventually Michelangelo is just spinning them on the tip of his finger. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, keep practicing. And then they all start fighting. It's like a dance off, but like a nunchuck off. Yeah. They they have different things here where um, Mikey says, Wheel of Fortune, and Donatello spins Michelangelo on the floor mm-hmm. and, like, hitting people. And I think one one person puts Donatello's head in April's uh, fish tank, and he spits water in another dude's face. Oh, shit. So then, you know, they keep fighting, and then eventually they realize that there's a lot of people, and Donatello's like, You know, guys, I, I don't think this place is structurally uh sound, and more Foot Clan members jump in, and the floor mm. gives away. And they drop into the antique shop. Tetsuo shows up with more Foot Clan, and they're
0: more and more and more like yeah. I think he's just putting masks on people out in the street and they're like get in here.
1: <laughs> All right, ho- homeless man, here you go.
0: <laughs> get in there and fight.
1: So I think the turtles would be able to win if they weren't fucking around. Like I think it's Leonardo. He yeah. like grabs onto like bike handles. He jumps up and, like, hangs from him. He's, like, kicking Foot Clan members in the face. And then it breaks and he falls to the floor.
0: Yeah, they're just kind of fucking around.
1: Yeah, Michelangelo has the symbols again. He's, like, hitting people in the face. I'm like, just fight him. And um, the Foot Clan have, like, these axes now. They were, like, handing out these axes. And they're all swinging. And this is where Casey Jones comes in. Mm -hmm. He's like, I gotta help these guys. And Leonardo's like, who the heck is that? And Mike's like, Wayne Gretzky? (laughs) <laughs> On steroids, <laughs> so they start fighting again. Well, a foot member is like trying to swing his axe at one of the turtles and misses and hits a power line.
0: Yeah, and he that's starts right.
1: Getting shocked, and you hear him. He's like, Ooh!
0: "But then all the lights go
1: out. Yeah, and then a fire starts.
0: Oh, that's right. And and April's like, "I got a trap door.
1: Yeah." So they all escape, and Leonardo's like, "Are you coming to to Casey Jones?" And he's like, "I'll cover you." Aww. and they all escape and then casey jones escapes out and they get into a, a van april has this big van and they they leave down and it's... by the river <laughs> yeah okay. and well it, it's kind of a nod to in the cartoon the turtles had this big battle van mm-hmm. so i think this van that april drives is a nod to that but they're driving away and she sees that her home or her apartment and the antique shop is like burning down to the ground i
0: wonder if they copied scooby-doo Scooby-Doo's got a van
1: yeah I don't know but it didn't have like weapons and stuff but maybe I don't know Mm. and we see Danny he's on like a rooftop across the way looking at this watching the fire and he's kind of like you see you you get the feeling that he's kind of like oh shit
0: yeah he's got second thoughts like I'm probably shouldn't have told him
1: um there's a funny moment in the scene where April gets a phone call like the her answering machine picks up while they're all fighting her answering machine is, like, hanging from the ceiling, and it's, like, got fire coming down the the line. Mm-hmm. But it, it's her boss, and he's like, April, he's like, I'm oh, sorry. He's like, but you're fired. Yeah. And I forget what he says.
0: I'm so personable oh. that I come over to your house, but I'm going to fucking call you and tell you when you're fired.
1: Right. I'm not going to do this in person, which that would be me. I'd be like, oh, this is awkward. Well, yeah. I- but, uh. He's like, I know this comes as a blow, and the answering machine, the wire, breaks from the fire and, like, hits a foot member in the face. Nice. And Casey Jones is like, you can say that again, Chuck. It comes as a blow. Get it? So we see Shredder. He goes into Splinter's room where he's keeping him hostage, and he, like, smacks him in the face. Mm. And he's like, shut it! Now he's like, how do these things know how to fight? Yeah. And he's like, uh duh
0: radioactive and coffee Uh, toxic waste and coffee duh
1: yeah he's like i taught him (laughs) he's like the fuck are you talking about (laughs) so he gives his second in command tetsu a glare and then tetsu starts knocking boxes over and shit he's like mad yeah and then this is where he goes into the place where all the foot are training and tetsu beats the shit out of this dude this one foot clan guy. Oh yeah. Which I guess in the original version, this guy was dead. Like he had killed this kid, but they thought that was too dark, so they added yeah. in. They added a line where you hear somebody in the background be like, "He's okay." Oh wow. <laughs> like, He's still breathing. But yeah, in the original, he just fucking murdered this guy.
0: <laughs> I did read, and gosh, sorry if this is wrong, but uh, I think it was you. The UK had them change some stuff because they thought it was too violent.
1: Oh really? Like
0: they had to take out the word ninja
1: weird um
0: so yeah they would have probably been really against this part if the kid would have died yeah or maybe that's where they're like okay we'll just put in a little dub we'll dub in some words that he's okay yeah oh he's okay is that okay UK, you okay with that
1: (laughs) 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 well i did read in the trivia that the director got fired at the end of this movie when they were editing it because he had a vision of a much darker movie Mm. and they fired him and edited the way they wanted it to. But yeah, he was like, I wanted it to be darker.
0: Well, that makes sense, because I did read that he wasn't really part of it. It didn't say he got fired, but they are just like, he just wasn't around.
1: The guy that plays Michelangelo, <laughs> Josh Pace, uh, was on a podcast a while back and said that at the very end of it, he got fired during the editing phase.
0: Oh, well, the editor, that lady... Uh, lady Sally Minky. Yeah, she got fired, but she ended up doing okay because she went on to um, edit... Uh, Quentin Tarantino's films. Yes, Sally Minky. Yeah, until she passed away. Passed away in 2010. Yeah.
1: So Danny meets Splinter in the back room, and he's all like, um, oh, he's like, Splinter asked him where his dad is or where is his family, and he's like, oh, my dad doesn't care about me, and yeah, Splinter is like, oh, all dads care for their kids. He's basically like talking, talking him up. I'm like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them. In this movie, for Danny, it it works, I suppose. So all the turtles and everyone escape to April's farmhouse that she says she's got upstate. It's like beaten down and stuff. And we get like a the movie kind of stalls a little bit here where they're just kind of hanging out. Raph is fucking beat the shit up and they put him in a tub sideways. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he's drowned because they put him in up like sideways and his face is in the water.
0: He's supposed to be a turtle, right? They can breathe underwater. (laughs) Underwater.
1: I guess so. Right? I don't know know if they can breathe. I think they can just stay under. They
0: can, yeah.
1: I don't know. Should well, they just kill them? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, but April's doing these amazing comic book drawings of them, which I'm assuming may have been the real artist.
0: Maybe. I don't know.
1: She's doing drawings of what they're all doing. Like, Casey Jones and uh, Donatello are working on a truck. They're trying to fix it up. And there's a funny thing you see where they're calling each other, like, um, th- they're making fun of each other by calling each other names in the alphabet. So they're like, yeah. oh, Geek Breath. And he's like, oh, Fart mouth or something like that.
0: You have to go like in the alphabetical yeah. order. He's
1: like fart mouth. He's like oh whatever you say. Geek breath.
0: Yeah, that's kind of fun. I would be awful at it because my brain just doesn't fire yeah. that fast. And he's like,
1: hose for brains. And he's like, what what are we on now? And he's like, oh we're, now we're on J or whatever. But it's <laughs> yeah, they're going down the alphabet. But they get the truck working, and Donatello almost hits Casey and drives the truck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Leonardo has not left Raph's side. Yeah, he feels really bad. And we get some uh, sexual tension between April and Casey. Yeah. He tells her that she was fired. Because she's like, well, i got to call my boss. And he's like, uh, Chuck? Yeah. She's like, how did you know that? And he's like, yeah, he called. Uh, you're, you're fired. He
0: left a message. He
1: calls her Broadzilla at one point. Casey does. Apparently in the trivia, he never calls her by her name in this movie he calls it like toots and
0: babe and princess yeah. and all these slang words for women and she finds it very degrading and then she's all like i hate you but i like you
1: yeah and and elias Cotius, i gotta tell you man he's a good looking man he's bald now he's lost that hair but he's got longer hair um good looking dude
0: yeah i would not bad
1: They kind of get to know each other a little bit. He's sitting on this swing, and they're kind of arguing, and the swing breaks while he's sitting on it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's an old farmhouse. I mean, come on.
1: So Raph wakes up, and Leonardo freaks out, and he he does the, like, hey, where am I? He's like, what does a guy got to do to get some food (laughs) around here? (laughs) And this is um, on the We Hate Movies podcast. They always reference this line, but uh, Leo's like, get Raph some food. Now. That's funny. And you want to talk about product placement here? Raph and Leo hug it out here. They they basically they're like he's like Raph, uh, he's like you know what I said before about not needing you because he said that he's like good yeah. who needs you? He's like you know you know what I said about not needing you, and Raph is like Leo, don't. <laughs> and then you hear Donatello go, it's a Kodak moment. Oh man, you remember that? It was like a, it was an advertisement for cameras back then. It Was like. It's a Kodak moment. I'm
0: like, it's in a song. Mm, I don't know the... It's like a more of a rap song. Kodak moment, come get your... Oh, okay, anyway. Oh, I don't know, but you it was... Edit an, all that out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was an advertisement back in the day for Kodak cameras. Right. Like, it's a Kodak moment.
0: Kodak was a huge name for cameras.
1: That would be like now... Well, I think it's kind of out of date now, but back in mm-hmm. the day for them to be like, the cost of buying clothes, $50. <laughs> the cost of buying gas... Mm -hmm. like the cost of being with your family over vacation period priceless remember those commercials yeah Yeah.
0: memories
1: so we get some more sexual attention where april has like a crick in her neck and casey jones is like trying to massage her and she gets up and he like forces her down on the chair yeah and like is is working and she kind of does the whole like
0: "Oh, uh oh yeah if you can't see my face
1: it's a little strange
0: i didn't like this yeah i thought it was a little pushy i mean he kind of comes off as this rough nice guy yeah but then he was really forceful at this point and i'm just all like if you guys knew each other a little longer i would be like okay yeah but boy this kind of rubbed me the wrong way it does
1: it doesn't play very well today i mean yeah it is strange michelangelo does come in and he looks like he's very sore and April's like, could you some ointment for that? And he pulls out turtle wax from the cabinet. <laughs> and he's like, ah, like laughing. <laughs> and there is a funny scene here where we show Casey Jones like cutting vegetables with Leonardo's gigantic sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. I'm
0: like, that's a new technique. We should get one of those.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. It seemed like it'd be a pain in the ass. But uh, Leonardo, he's outside meditating and he makes contact somehow with Splinter. Yeah. He's like, Leonardo.
0: It's he like, Splinter. appears in the fire.
1: In a minute, yeah. Leonardo oh, okay. just makes contact with him, just but kidding. it's funny. There's a scene when Leonardo runs in on him. They're playing Trivial Pursuit, and he's and Raphael's like, "What Russian novel was set during the Napoleonic War?" Um, and he's like, "War and Peace." There's a very funny movie called Loaded Weapon with Emilio Estevez, where he's like in the movie. It it's kind of like the Naked Gun or Airplane, where they're making okay. fun of other movies. Uh-huh. But there's a scene where Emilio Estevez is crawling around in the sewers, and he comes out. And it shows him like in front of that scene. He mm-hmm. like accidentally comes out in front of the turtles, oh. <laughs> and it's this exact scene. I'll show you later if I can find it. But he he does that thing where he's like, "What Russian novel was set during the Napoleonic War?" And then Emilio Estevez is like, "War and Peace."
0: That's so funny. Yeah, and
1: oh. they're all like, what?
0: Yeah, I can't. I gotta see that.
1: But Leo comes in here and he's like, "He's alive. He's spl- Splinter's alive." And so they all go out into the woods and. Yeah, they're sitting around a fire, and I think it's Michelangelo that has um, marshmallows. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, like they're gonna just have you a big have camp too. And they're like put those away, and Raphael's like, Leo, if you brought us out here for nothing. Oh, right. So they all have to like concentrate, and then yes, the Force Ghost of Splinter appears in this fire. Mm-hmm. It and, turns like blue. Yeah, and... I'm just thinking to myself when I watched it, like it did. It made sense when I was a kid, but now I'm like, how the fuck are they doing this? <laughs> Now we're getting mystical in this shit. Yeah, just don't question it. It's fine. So, you know, Splinter tells him he loves him very much and, you know, they have to come together again and oh. but he's like, "You I love you, my sons." And Raphael at the end when he disappears, Raphael's like crying. So, but we do see Casey Jones and um April O'Neil on the porch. They're like talking to each other, and then the turtles just sh- show up, and Casey has a funny line where he's just like, it's like, guys, I told you, I hate it when you do that. Like when they just appear out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> we're ninjas. What else are we going to
1: do? Well, I don't know if you were paying attention to when we watched what we do in the shadows the other night, but we're watching the new season and Nanja is running a nightclub. But um, the blonde vampire who does the voice of, her, her name's Kristen Shaw, but she does the voice on Bob's Burgers of the girl yeah. with the rabbit ears.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That was the joke they kept doing in the other episode is that she kept appearing like around her shoulder every yes. time. Yes. <laughs> She'd be standing in front of her and then right over. She's like, ah!
0: She's like, innocent but creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I love she's,
1: her. She just appears and is like, oh, hello.
0: She's like, ah! That's who I hope to be one day.
1: <laughs> so they, the turtles say it's time to go back. At some point in the movie, we find out that Danny has gone missing from the foot. He he has left. So, okay. So the turtles and everybody, they go back to their, their hideout. And Raph says something where he says, I think they're hiding in the back of the van. And Raph says, like, It's an immigration joke. He's like, I know what it's like to travel without a green card. It's like, shit. Yikes. And Casey Jones is all excited. He's like, all right, great, great. You guys got like a shop around here or something? And he sees them Mm -hmm. going into the sewer and he's like all not happy about it.
0: Yeah, there is a kind of a homophobic line here where one of the turtles um, or Casey says that Oh, the turtle called Casey claustrophobic. Yes. And he goes, "What? I haven't even looked at another man before." Yes, that's like, right. Oh my gosh, he didn't mean homophobic.
1: He says, "And he's like, you want to get your nose crushed in?" For yeah. Like, sake. I never even looked at another man.
0: Yeah. Like, oh
1: come on. That's awful. Because yeah, they go down into the sewer, and and Casey's like freaking out because mm-hmm. he's like, I gotta stay down here, and that's where he's like, you're claustrophobic, and we get that amazing line yeah, of never looked at a man before. Like, oh jeez.
0: That was awful. As
1: if that would be so bad.
0: Yeah, even if you did, that doesn't mean anything. You can find another, the same sex attractive.
1: (sighs) Well, they find Danny down there in the sewers. And -hmm. he says he ran away from his dad and he ran from the Foot Clan. And so he's hanging out with them. And then um, Michelangelo and Donatello find a pizza. And they're like, oh, God. And he's like, is it good? And he goes, do you like penicillin on your pizza? No. And Michelangelo does like the. they're giving it a burial (laughs) that's right oh
0: gosh they just love pizza so much they do
1: Um, april is showing danny her drawings that she did while they were at the house and he's like these are really good april he folds them and puts them in his pocket
0: yeah these are awesome let me just crease them up here fucking asshole jesus christ
1: well that just comes into play later but yeah he's like
0: crease crease Oh.
1: oh fucking hell
0: you don't do that
1: so Casey is sleeping in his truck, you know, above the sewers, and he can talk about being claustrophobic. It shows him not being comfortable in there. Yeah. He like rolls a window down.
0: It's a tiny little truck. Well, it's I guess tinier. He gets some some air, and he can see farther. But
1: I guess. Well, I think they they tell Danny or whatever that you know they're gonna get splinter or they're looking for him, so Danny knows. But in the middle of the night, Casey sees Danny leaving the sewer, and he follows him. Yeah. He's
0: like, "What's this little brat up to?"
1: Yeah, Casey follows him back to the big warehouse, and Danny somehow gets past all these guys. He's been gone for God knows how long, but he sneaks in and he sees Splinter, and this is when I noticed it. I was like, oh, he's wearing a Sid and Nancy t-shirt at this point. It's like, hit both, like Sid and Nancy. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> what a weird role model. Wow. Um... This is where Splinter tells him how he was a pet, and Orokusaki killed him, mm. and blah, blah, blah. We already went over that and everything. Casey does the classic James Bond here, where he's in here. He knocks a foot soldier guy out and puts his shit on, his yeah, clothes on.
0: that's smart.
1: Classic James Bond. I mean,
0: that's a great way to disguise yourself, because, I mean, you're covered head to toe.
1: Yeah. And, well, Shredder pops out from behind Danny, and he sees the drawings that April had made of the turtles. Eek. He's and he realizes that the turtles are back and tells all of his guys to go out and kill them. And this is where we get the scene where all the Foot Clan are going under the into the sewers. You know the there's this dude. This one dude goes into the sewers by crawling in underneath a curb. You know the curbs they have.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. like I the runoff, the water yeah, runoff. Yeah,
1: like mm-hmm. this dude crawls into the sewer by going into that little hole in the curb.
0: Like it. You know.
1: Yeah, in the same kind of spot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: dude. That would have freaked me out doing that. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, oh, it gives me freak. It gives me nightmares to think about it. But, uh, you know, I have a very big feel, bad feeling of getting stuck in a very tight space. Yeah, there's that. Or dude, getting pulled in. Yeah, there's that dude that died in a cave upside down oh, when he was doing cave yes. diving. Like, That's so sad. That would have been miserable. Yeah. Like, Oh, it just it freaks me the fuck out. I'd
0: be like, can you inject me with something and just kill me right now? Yeah.
1: Please? Sid and and Nancy me and put that heroin in my foot.
0: Do something, for God's sakes. I guess Um, they
1: really couldn't do that, but I'd be like, do something.
0: I know, and that's all. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to die a horrible, painful death. Yeah. Because we can't kill you because then we would be committing murder. Okay. Well, that seems like the world today, anyway. Yeah. Moving on.
1: (laughs) So all the Foot Clan rush into the turtles' lair, and they're all, the turtles are gone. And then smoke fills the layer, and all of these foot soldiers are knocked the fuck out. Well,
0: they were ready for him. Yeah. They were like, oh, Danny's gone. Shit. we got to come up with this plan, because the foot soldiers are just going to be coming. Foot soldiers. Shoo-joo. Sure, sure. sure, sure, sure. I got excited, so everything just ran together. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> and we cut back to the, the the warehouse in KCC Splinter, and he's all like, whoa. I'm like, shocked to see this gigantic rat. Yeah. Splinter is like who are you? He's like, I'm a friend. I'm here to get you out. And they, you know, he unlocks him and takes him and Tetsuo, the number two, is standing there with a bunch of foot soldiers before they can get out.
0: You know, it's funny. I think the turtles, like, puppeteer type stuff is good, like their whole outfit. Yeah. But I wasn't, wasn't too keen on splinters.
1: Yeah, they make him seem very frail, which, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he is.
0: I don't know. It just, I was just like, man, I, I they could have done a little bit better, I feel, but, I mean, it's still good. It's still good.
1: Yeah, well, Casey is getting his ass kicked by this guy, and he's talking mm. shit to him while he does it, too. He's like, hmm, yeah, maybe a little a, a banaca, a little it'll help you. <laughs> he's telling him, and then, and he, like, beats the shit out of him, and in this warehouse, there's a bunch of stolen shit that, like, all these, the Foot Clan is, like, selling and like stuff.
0: Tons of, like, uh, cardboard boxes yeah. just stacked, and they're. Piled high.
1: Yeah, in one of the boxes Casey gets knocked into, he sees a bunch of golf clubs.
0: He's like, hey, I know how these work.
1: Yeah, so he yells four, and then he swings it like a golf club, you know, like he's hitting a golf ball. But he swings it and hits Tetsuo, and this guy flies back like 50 feet. Hiya! He goes, four! <laughs> and this is where Sam Rockwell has his big scene here. He's like, what are we waiting for? Get him! Get him, guys! And Splinter's like, do you think Shredder cares for you? He cares nothing!
0: Mm-hmm. Gave him a little pep talk, a little smack in the face.
1: Yeah, and Sam Rockwell is like, "We have a loyalty to the Shredder," and uh, Splinter is like, "He cares nothing for you and uses you." And Rockwell is like, "But we're family," and Casey Jones is like, "But this, this here, he's like <laughs> that," and he points to the second in command guy passed out. He's like, "Is that family?" <laughs> yeah,
0: is that is that what family does? This is a shit.
1: Yeah, so Casey goes back and puts one of Splinter's arms around him. Danny's got the other. And Splinter, he, I don't know why this stuck out to me too, but when he picks up his arm, Splinter goes, Casey. it <laughs> <laughs> just makes me laugh.
0: <laughs> he talks so slow. Like, I'm like, I know I talk slow, but damn.
1: Yeah. I put it in my notes that he says it in a very sexual way. Casey, hey, baby. So now we cut back to the sewers, and we see that all the Foot Clan members are escaping. They're all getting the fuck out of the yeah. sewers, and um, we see like Donatello is skateboarding down there, and he's beating the shit out of all these uh, Foot Clan members as he skates by them. He's just like hitting them and shit. I put down here that um, Michelangelo is like they're they're climbing up the side like a fire escape up the side of the building. The Foot Clan are. And Michelangelo, like, yells up at him. He's like, hey, save some for me. And a Foot Clan tries to decapitate him with an axe. Holy fuck. And Michelangelo's head goes into his shell.
0: That's right, yeah. I mean, come on. He's a turtle.
1: Yeah, and then he pops this guy.
0: Turtle, turtle,
1: turtle. (laughs) He pops this dude in the face, and then he's like, God, I love being a turtle. Oh, gosh. So they all go to the rooftop, and they fight. There's a scene where uh, Raphael and Leonardo do, like, a double roll together. Where they're like, they're holding on to each other, but they're rolling. Yeah. And then Raphael comes out and like kicks these guys, like knocks three of them out, like kicks them in the face.
0: They're working together.
1: Yes, they are working as a family. And, he, and Raph is like, triple play, I think. Or maybe that was in a different movie.
0: We'll say it's this one.
1: And Donatello keeps doing like a Larry from the Three Stooges throughout the movie. Yeah. He keeps going,
0: knock, knock. It just kind of shows the time. Cause I guess. Like, if you put anything in Three Stooges now, I mean, I don't know that it would reach very many people.
1: I think they still are pretty famous. Like, did you ever watch them growing up? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I always read that, like, a lot of women didn't like them. Oh. Or may, maybe they don't. But I, I thought they were hilarious. It's just funny. But
0: I just, I loved all their facial expressions <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I just, they they were, yeah, they were hilarious. It was just
1: funny how everything went wrong and how they dealt with it. It mm-hmm. just, comical like situational comedy you know Mm. but yeah donatello throughout the movie keeps doing that we're like (laughs) and this is where shredder finally shows up Mm -hmm. he comes down and he's got this big spear that's like pointed at each end and leonardo they've never heard of this guy before never met him and leonardo is just like who the heck is that
0: and it's so funny he's very stylish he's wearing this like reddish maroon glittery fighting gear yeah he's just like sparkle
1: yeah and michelangelo to that says like well i'll never have to ask for a can opener
0: (laughs) like if they would have busted out in a a dance theme right here i would have been like okay it makes sense
1: yeah well this is this is the scene i mean like they get their asses kicked by him like Mm -hmm. they they go one at a time at him and he beats the shit out of them and there's a scene where um donatello and michelangelo play rock paper scissors to see who's gonna go next yeah <laughs> and michelangelo i think loses so he goes and gets his ass kicked and then uh donatello goes after him and and uh the shredder holds his pointed spear like at his throat
0: yeah he could have killed him. yeah and i think I, I like how they put shredder as being pretty powerful yes and that the turtles don't just immediately defeat him so that i mean it was good I like how they played this out.
1: Yeah. No, and and he doesn't hold Donatello. This comes in a second. But one thing I did read in the trivia about the Shredder is that this is the only movie that shows him as a martial artist. Hmm. The rest of it, he's just kind of a henchman guy. And in the second one, he gets this super ooze and turns into like a gigantic Shredder. Oh, wow. The super Shredder, they say. But yeah, in the other ones, he's not like a martial art guy that takes the turtles on himself. He's got his minions to do that.
0: Sounds like something we've got in the kitchen. A super
1: shredder. Super shredder, yeah. <laughs> super shredder, you put this in, you get the yeah. <laughs>
0: it's on an infomercial. We bought it for nine ninety nine. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> three fifty.
0: <laughs> three payments of nine ninety nine. Yes.
1: Right. Well, we see Casey Jones. He sees some Foot Clan soldiers climbing up the wall of the the fire escape, and he's like, "Ooh, leftovers!" So he gets in a garbage truck and drives into the ladder, and they go flying. Oh yeah and so he knocks some guys out.
0: Uh yeah, there's some really neat shots in this one. Yeah,
1: there's some good things and um they so they don't hold Donatello down. What happens is is they're all kind of like wheezing and gasping. They're just like like oh and and Mikey's like, "Well, can anyone tell me where this went wrong here?" <laughs> or something <laughs> and and Leonardo kind of puts it together and he's like he's like, "I think this guy knows where Splinter is." And this is where Shredder is like, oh, the rat. And they're like, oh, God, he knows who Splinter is. And he says, oh, he alludes that Splinter is dead. Yeah. And that's when Leonardo freaks out and runs at him. And he quickly takes Leonardo down and points his spear at his face. Yeah. Like,
0: don't act rash around me. I'll kick your ass.
1: Yeah. And the Shredder is like, throw your weapons. So they all toss it. And Michael it cuts very quickly Michelangelo's nunchucks. One of them gets caught on the ladder as it falls
0: that's right it comes into play
1: yeah shredder is like you fools he's like you might have all saved him had you taken me at once he's like but he dies and he gets ready to stab leo and they're like no and then splinter is there Ta-da! yeah he's like he's like oh Saki, and wouldn't you know it the shredder is the guy who killed his master yeah and he takes his mask off and he has the big scar on the side of his face
0: yeah Splinter's like, "I did that."
1: Yes. <laughs> so the Shredder gets pissed off and he charges like um Splinter is standing like near the edge of the roof and the Shredder like charges at him with his little spear and wouldn't you know it Splinter takes his num takes the nunchucks out and like wraps it around the spear and tosses the Shredder over the side.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's holding on to him like Sh- Shredder is like over the side of the roof holding on to his spear and Splinter is like holding him up, basically, Mm
0: -hmm. so he doesn't fall.
1: And Splinter's talking to him, trying to like talk him out of it, to you know, trying to help him or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And the Shredder tries to throw a knife at him or like a little little blade, and Splinter catches it. But let's go with the nunchucks, and that causes Shredder to fall into the back of the garbage truck. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. And
1: Casey walks up, and he goes. Oops! And hits the garbage truck thing.
0: Yeah, and it starts, like, smashing in all the garbage.
1: Yeah, and you see blood.
0: Like, oh, that's
1: that's a little dark. Which, it doesn't make sense, because in the second one, he just comes back. He's I like, know. hello, I'm back. And I don't know what happened
0: in the last one, but I'm here!
1: Yes, I escaped at the last second.
0: <laughs> all of my glitter saved me.
1: I guess. Well, all the police and the news show up, and Charles shows up to talk to April. And Danny. Before he goes to talk to his dad, gives April her twenty dollars back, and he's like, "Here, this is yours. I, I'm sorry." And he goes to his dad.
0: For some reason, I put twenty nine dollars in my notes. Oh, really? Let me count it out for you. <laughs> I'm still 29. A twenty nine. There's a twenty,
1: a five, <laughs> one, two, three, four. Okay, we're good. <laughs> but he talks to his dad. His dad's like, "Danny, oh God." And he, he, you know, they they make up there, and yeah, He's like, "Dad, I I, was... I want to be called Dan," and he's like, "Dan." I'm a man now. I guess. When I was a kid, my my legal first name is Ronald, but I always go by my middle name is Scott. Mm -hmm. When I was a young kid, I always was like, well, maybe as I get older, I'll use Ronald. Like when I grow up and become an adult, I'll be Ron. (laughs) Scott's just the kid. It never happened.
0: Yeah, no. I'm like, please don't change that. I already know you as Scott.
1: Yeah, no. It'd be
0: like we'd have to get married again because you'd be like a new
1: person. Well, I'm thinking of changing it to Scott Andrew. I've always thought about it, but I just the the pain of changing it is what's holding me back. I know. April and Charles are negotiating, and she he's like, "What can we do to get you back? We need you to report on this story." And she's like, "Oh well, I heard such and such over at the other station is the highest paid." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, now you are." It's like, "I'd like a corner office," and he's like, "You've got the corner office." So she agrees to come back.
0: Good for her. He like, "Bitch, you fired me. You're gonna give me all this shit."
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And then the Chief of Police is talking to like Sam Rockwell, and he's like, "What the hell happened here?" And Sam Rockwell's character goes, "Oh, there's a warehouse on Eastman and Laird Street, which is the name of the creators of the comic books, Eastman and Laird.
0: Nice., yeah, yeah.
1: like South Eastman and West Laird Street or whatever or something. But yeah, the Eastman and Laird are the guys that wrote and created the comics. That's cool. Casey is trying to woo April here. She's, like, getting makeup put on her to go on the air. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, he's trying to be nice to her, and she just says, shut up and kiss me.
0: Yeah, she's like, I think she said, go ahead and kiss me. I have a report to do.
1: Yeah, and so they kiss, and, and very romantic, of course. It's a oh, yeah. it's a shock that they are not together in the rest of the movies. Casey is not in the second one. He is in the third for a minute, and then they go back in time, and they see, like, his ancestor. It's the same guy. Oh. But he's playing, like, a... An, a generations different character well
0: that's too bad i really liked his character in this one yeah i thought it fit very well
1: so in the third one i'll tell you this like when the turtles go back in time they are replaced with the samurai that they take the place of so casey jones's part in the third movie is just hanging out with these samurais while the turtles are in the time oh he takes them to like an arcade he's like hanging out with them it's funny at the (laughs) end when they're getting ready to switch places again there's this magic scepter that, like, starts twirling whenever they know that it's getting ready to be used. So Casey's like, all right, guys, all right, come on, it's time to go. And none of them speak English, but one of the guys is, like, crying, hugging him goodbye.
0: Oh, It's pretty funny. That's
1: cute. So he becomes friends, but he's really just a babysitter. And he gets some, he gets some uh, time, like his ancestor that he plays in the movie back in feudal Japan. Like the garbage truck thing. He shoots a cannon at the bad guy at the end. Kind of an oops moment. No, oops! It's like oops, and the cannon goes off and knocks the bad guy into the water. Nice. So, but not in the second one. April, as far as we know, single. She's got a new apartment. Okay. And they find a new sewer in the second one. Very nice. Like, it's an abandoned subway. Oh, sweet. Pretty cool. And a lot of people don't like the third one. They're like, turtles going back in time. That's kind of dumb as shit. Yeah, that be
0: kind of weird. I always
1: thought it was cool. they were in samurai armor and stuff, and... Uh, Mikey at the very end of it's like I'm not going back. He's <laughs> like, there's nothing here for me, and they're like, oh Mike, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. And surprise, surprise, he comes back on his own. Yeah. yeah he's like, oh, I love you, and but maybe we'll do the others at one sometime.
0: Yeah, maybe. And, and we'll see. um, we got so many movies to do. Yeah. Never run out.
1: But uh, the the end of it there is that the turtles are are cheering on Casey, and then. They're all like, oh, great. That was radical. That was amazing. And Splinter's like, I always liked cowabunga. <laughs> and they do the cowabunga. And he's,
0: so funny. he's like, uh, I made a funny. Yeah, he's like,
1: I made a funny. <laughs> that comes back again. He does that in the others where he's like, I made another funny. Uh, I think that's a, yeah. that's a cute. That's a cute. That's a cute. So, like movies in this time frame, at the credits we get a rap that just explains everything that happens. Mm-hmm. It's like turtles. They're turtles. They're going around. They're fighting the shredder. Who's got stuff all around? Yeah, and it's like <laughs> they were turtles in a sh- turtles in a sewer and got got subjected to mutagen, and now they're fighting the shredder, and the shredder's gonna get them, and now he's getting them, and oh boy, he's got splintering. I don't know, but it just tells you the movie. <laughs>
0: funny yeah like
1: Raphael, he's pissed at everyone so it just yeah it's just one of those raps where it tells you the story
0: oh that's great
1: ghostbusters i think had one ghostbusters 2 it's like spirits don't fear it i can't remember uh, it but i think
0: that's kind of cute that's clever
1: yeah i don't know all those movies kind of had that i think the super with um joe pesci had that too it's like he's a super and he's now in this building and he's watching over these people and oh boy it ain't going well <laughs> It's um, like
0: the, um, what's that show? Started making trouble in my neighborhood. Oh, event. Fresh Prince. Yeah. It's just like that. I'm like, who is, if anybody ever, man. if anybody's ever watched that show, you probably know that theme song. At oh, the yeah, of course. From heart. I mean. Yeah. It's just so fucking catchy.
1: So, yeah, that's it. I mean, like I said, of this series, they had two more movies. The next turtles movie after this movie came out in 1990. The second turtles movie came out in 1991.
0: Didn't I hear something about? Didn't I hear? I think I read something about. There's another teenage mutant ninja turtle movie coming I out. I just
1: read that today. Yeah, sometime maybe next okay. year it's going to be computer generated. Okay. Because after this, after this trilogy, they didn't have another one until 2000s. They did. Um, well, they had a TV show that didn't do well, but then they did a computer generated movie. Which I thought was good. Okay. It didn't do very well, I think. Mm. And then they made the two ones produced by Michael Bay, starring Megan Fox as April O'Neil. Oh, nice. They did those two, which I still to this day have never seen. I heard iffy things about it. Mm. Turtles, I didn't think looked very good. They're CGI. And then, yeah, they did two of those. And then, yes, now they're doing kind of a reboot of the series as a CGI.
0: Well, that would be neat. I think if we, I think it would be cool if we did the the sequels yes if we do the sequels and then watch that newer movie when it comes out that'd Quite. be kind of cool yeah
1: yeah i think I, I don't know the the cgi on the one they did the cartoon one was good but mm. they made it kind of kiddie. so mm. if they made one that looked more serious or like very stylized it, it could be cool right but i did enjoy it like that movie gets a little weird because they're fighting this guy has like uh he's an immortal trying to bring together these monsters to unleash on the world and so there's actual like monsters and demons and stuff so it gets a little fantastical but mm. the kind of the, the the cartoon and the comics I feel like eventually did that as well so oh, it's nothing sure.
0: new. Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: But um I still like this movie. I mean, yes, I can go ahead and tell you that there's stuff in there that's kind of dumb or doesn't really work, mm-hmm. but uh, I still enjoyed it.
0: I really did too. Yeah. I mean, I thought the puppeteering you have to think of, "Oh, when this came out.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, even, um, cause it was, hold on here. This is going to be like our longest episode ever. I know. Um, Jim Henson. Is, yes. Is who made the, the costumes and they were like, it was the most advanced ever. And it took him 18 weeks to complete it. Wow. So, I mean, they were just, I mean, they were really good. I still thought yeah. they were really good for today.
1: Yeah. They hold up. He, you know, Jim Henson was a master. He did all the Muppet mm-hmm. stuff and. This was the last movie he worked on before passing away. Yeah. But yeah, he, he went all out. He never half-assed anything, that's for sure.
0: Great. Well, I loved it. I hope you guys enjoyed this longer episode. We did talk about, like, oh, we have another podcast. Uh, it's a different series called Celebrity Spotlight. Mm-hmm. We've already released one, which was on Lucille Ball. And by the time you hear this, it will actually have um B. Arthur. Yep. I have to remember. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so listen to those. It's uh where I go through and kind of talk about, you know, the actor, actress's life from childhood to death. Yeah. And um I'm still getting used to it. I, I'm not very um good at speaking out loud or, or reading things. So oh. bear with me while I keep getting practice and getting better. <laughs>
1: I think it's great, yes, but, but it's
0: really cool information, and I love doing the research and finding out everything about these uh the people and learning everything, so I really enjoy it,
1: yeah, absolutely. um,
0: so my childhood movie, if you stay tuned in a couple of weeks, is gonna be a movie I can never remember called little monsters mm-hmm. um eighty nine nineteen
1: eighty nine I believe
0: yeah, it came out. I was nine years old, so if nobody knows there's a eight-year age gap between Scott and I yeah but yeah it, it's just a movie I just wanted to be in yeah like I wanted it to be part of my life and we'll we'll go into it more when we do the episode but yeah, but
1: yeah it's Fred Savage and Howie Mandel
0: mm-hmm. and little monsters coming up next
1: in two weeks all right well that kicks off the childhood favorites month so until next time we'll see you guys then bye-bye